welcome to a What's Up Welland that is all about water safety and it's seasonal appropriate water safety. Just because it's not bathing suit weather does not mean that safe water practices are to be forgotten or aren't uh, something that gets adapted to these winter months. Joining me today is Nicole Pelote the supervisor of aquatics and recreation here at the city of Welland. And she's back on the show, this time talking about folks who are going onto, around, near water during the winter. What do they do? How do they prepare? And she's got a wealth of information. So without further delay, let's dive into it with Nicole. Sitting with me today, back for a second, possibly third, but definitely second visit to What's Up Welland, is Supervisor of Aquatics and Recreation Programs for the City of Welland, Nicole Pilot. Nicole, thank you so much for coming back. The weather is certainly different than the last time you were here, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there isn't something to talk about with regards to water safety. So thanks for coming back. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to be back. And yeah, like you said, a little bit different weather-wise, but always excited to talk about water safety and how we can keep the community safe in, around, and on the water. So last time we spoke about summer safety, we are now in the middle, I don't even know how to gauge winter anymore around here, but we are in the winter season where people are not necessarily suiting up to go swimming, but if people are going to be around water, there are still safe practices to follow. You are that person to tell us about them. Someone's heading to the water. It's frozen, maybe it's melting, maybe it is just completely open. How should they be preparing themselves before they even get there? For sure, yeah. Um, so it is, like you mentioned, the weather or winters down here can be very unpredictable. They can be very mild, like we've experienced this year, or very frigid and cold and everything's frozen all winter long, which is great. Um, but that's not always the case. So whether you're going on the ice or just outdoor activities in the winter time, it's always great to dress in layers, uh, keeping yourself warm while you're out while you're outdoors, enjoying the weather, um, and also having a change of clothes for after your outside activity. Um, and that's also great to have in case you do end up falling into the water. Uh, and it's important to get as warm as possible as quickly as possible. Um, but if you are planning on being on the water. And this might sound a little silly because you're not in the water, but wearing a life jacket or PFD when you're on the water, so on frozen water, is really important because it can buy you time if you do end up breaking through the ice. Um, another thing that you could carry around are ice picks. Uh, so you can get some basically anywhere and they come, they're pretty small and it's just good to have in your pocket pockets in case you do end up going through. Uh, that could help you kind of pull yourself out of the water. So those are those are great tips before people are have gone. Just in general, what are those? Maybe they're common knowledge. Maybe they are just things people think they know but don't. What are just some basic ice facts if if you're heading out that way? It's not the most common time of year. So yeah, please tell us. So I know it's going to sound a little silly, but make sure the ice is thick. And the way to measure that, there are different ways to measure it, but you want to make sure that you're checking ice in a spot that is clear 
and solid. So ice can get kind of flaky, if that makes sense. They like freeze in layers and we'll experience that a lot around here because it thaws, it freeze, it thaws, it freeze. So it freezes in different layers. So you want to find a spot on the ice that is clear so you can see through and that is pretty thick. Um, and what we're looking for thickness wise depends on the activity we're gonna be doing on the ice. So if it's anything under seven centimeters thick, we wanna stay off the ice. Uh, if we're going ice fishing or if we're going to be like one or two people on the ice, we want to make sure it's at a minimum of 10 centimeters. Um, between 13 and 18 centimeters is good for one snowmobile or ATV. And then anything between 20 and 30 is good for a small car or a small group of people. And then anything over 30, you're playing it pretty safe. So think of a ruler. 30 centimeters is quite a bit of ice. Um, but we want to still make sure that it's clear, thick ice. How does one check the thickness of ice? If if it's the getting out there to that that area where it is clear, how are you knowing that? What are you doing? Yeah, so we want to make sure that if you are checking yourself, that you're not checking it alone, that you have somebody there with you. And that's just a good rule of thumb to follow no matter what you're doing, whatever type of activity you are doing on the water. I remember talking about this when we talked about water safety, but swimming with a buddy same idea uh, when you're on the ice, making sure you're there with somebody in case something happens, somebody is there with you. So going back to measuring ice thickness, um, I'll say, quote unquote, asking a professional or somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, you can also, depending where you are, if you're up north fishing, you can call like the authorities in the region to make sure the ice is thick enough to go do whatever activity you're planning on doing. Um, and same for down here. We don't measure it on the recreational canal in Welland, uh, but if you are going to go out, making sure that you are measuring before you start digging your hole to go ice fishing or bringing your ATV or snowmobile out. That is perfect, thank you so much. So if people are going to be on the water, on that frozen body of water, what are some of the inherent risks in doing that? There's there's a risk in any activity we do. What are those added risks because you are on something that is frozen and just the depth, everything you went into in that regard, just let's expand it into the, please be wary of this. Yeah, so obviously falling through the ice is I think our number one concern. Uh, but falling through or breaking through ice leads to a bunch of other things as well, um, like hypothermia. So just a fun little fact, 35% uh, of drownings in Canada actually occur between October and April when nobody has the intentions of actually going swimming or being in the water, which is a very high percentage. Um, a lot of them due to snowmobiling accidents and things like that. So it is very important to be aware that there is still danger when you're on the water and it's frozen. Um, so if you do end up falling through the ice, I think our biggest concern is hypothermia. So hypothermia is the decrease in body temperature, um, and it can kill people uh, in cold water by reducing their ability to swim or any movement. Um, and once a person has fallen through the ice, uh, they can eventually die of a cardiac arrest if they are not rescued or warmed quickly enough due to hypothermia. Beyond hypothermia, is there, is there anything else that, that folks should know about? Or then the real, um, the real, I guess, wealth of information comes in. If you have fallen in, then what to do next? Yeah, for sure. So I think it's if you fall in, what to do next. So there's kind of a rule of thumb that goes around when it comes to ice safety, and it's the 10-1-10 principle. So you have, sorry, 10-1-10, 1-10-1. So you have one minute to control your breathing. You have 10 minutes of meaningful movement, which means 
you have 10 minutes to kind of get out of the water because after 10 minutes, your movements are going to get, um, they're not going to be as intentional as they are within those 10 minutes. So making sure you move, you keep moving, control your breath and get out of the water. Um, and then the last one is you have one hour before you fall into unconsciousness um, and severe hypothermia. So there's four stages of hypothermia. And that last one is considered severe hypothermia, where you fall into unconsciousness. Um, so making sure that we get out of the water as quickly as possible after we've controlled our breath. Uh, and by doing that, you just, if you have ice picks, grab your ice picks, you're going to turn to where you came from. So if the shore is behind me, I'm going to turn around, face the shore, and I'm going to try and shimmy myself up off the ice using my feet to kind of bring my feet up to the surface, kicking. And then I'm going to crawl on the ice as far away from the hole as possible. And then keeping low and kind of dispersing your body weight and make your way back to shore or to solid ice again. Okay. Two, two questions in, yes, in yes. that piece. So with the, with that one minute, with that, uh, controlling your breathing, what is that ideal breathing to get to? What is that? I, I can't say sound like, yeah. but what, what is that breathing? <laughs> so it's easier said than done, but don't panic. And of course, easier said than done. You're falling into frigid waters, um, but making sure you take deep controlled breaths and intentional breaths, um, counting your breaths in, counting your breaths out, um, and making sure that you understand that the clothes you are wearing will actually trap air um, and help you stay buoyant or a little bit more buoyant. And again, if you're wearing your life jacket or PFD, even better because you will stay at the surface of the water. Um, once you're laying on the ice again, like I said, don't stand up because you're going to fall through again, right? Because the ice is thin where it, where it broke. Uh, so you want to get away from the hole. So either you roll, you crawl, whatever that looks like, get away from the hole. Um, and if you can roll all the way to shore, but depending how far you are, that could be very far. So just making sure you're getting back to solid ice. Okay. Thank you. That was the second <laughs> piece I was going to ask about. And the last thing I can think yeah. is once someone has gotten safely to shore, they are off of that frozen surface. What is the first thing they do? What is that next best? I got myself off. Mm -hmm. Now what? So get warm, whether, whatever that looks like. So if you have that clothes, that extra clothes that you brought because you were doing outdoor activity, great. Put that on, take off the wet clothes, dry clothes on, um, a blanket, something warm to drink. Body heat is also great. So if you're there with somebody, which you should be, maybe having them beside you so they could use their body heat to warm you up. Um, and it's always, always recommended that if you do fall through ice and experience severe uh, like body drop in temperature, uh, to go visit the hospital or a walking clinic or something to seek medical attention. Well, Nicole, I, I really can't think of anything else to ask with regards to Winter safety, water safety at this time of the year. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you want to lead us out on? So I think it's just important to remember that water safety is a year-round thing, as you mentioned at the beginning of our little chat. Uh, it can be very easily forgotten as soon as the weather starts to get cold, but it's just as much of a, of a risk when the weather gets colder, water gets colder, or even freezes. So just to keep that in the back of our mind when we are venturing out this winter. Um, and to, I encourage you to go outside and spend some time outside. It's great. Uh, but just making sure that we are staying safe when we're in, around, and on the water. Nicole, thanks so much. Thank you. 
Thank you, Nicole, for joining me today and especially for bringing your water safety awareness, your tips, your suggestions, your best practices that people can follow when they are heading near, on, around water during these these cold months, during the, this winter time. And that message of water safety being a year-round concern and adapting it as it's seasonally appropriate, thank you for keeping us informed on that front. You are sure to come back as the weather changes, as venturing to the water changes for people. So stay tuned for those conversations, for Nicole's past conversation with us, for all of our past episodes, for all of our future episodes. Visit us at engagewelland.ca slash podcast and stick with us for the year. 